Welcome to Witch Police Radio. This is our second episode of 2014, and this is uh, kind of an interesting one. It's a little different. Uh, today our guest is live and direct from Bristol, UK. Yeah. And uh, it's the first time we've had someone outside of Canada on the show. And uh, the guest is uh, Bugsy Number 1, who is a uh, probably my favorite new artist that I've kind of discovered uh, over the past few years. Like, he's uh, got a couple albums out, one that just came out a few months ago, and he's uh, really someone you need to listen to. Sam, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Yeah. You have a ridiculous memory for previous episodes. You played him on a previous ex- episode. I did, yeah. It was episode rem- number 14. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> on episode number 14 with, uh, with Ryan Sanders, yeah. um, we played uh, we played a song by of his called Pure Gas, and yeah. that was... Uh, and it was pretty righteous. It was great, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the fact that uh, he was able to come on here and talk to us was fantastic. Um, he does some... Uh, not a live performance, but he definitely raps on the show and sings on the show uh, to illustrate some points and what he's talking about. And it was a, he was a great guest. Yeah, very happy to have him on on the show. Um, did we mention the theme? Yeah, the theme is alarm. It's alarm. Um, if you haven't listened before, we have a randomly generated theme word, and that kind of dictates the uh, the flow of the show. In a way, yeah. So yeah, so it was alarm. Uh, you can hear our show if you're in Winnipeg, Manitoba, on 101.5 UMFM on Monday nights at 11 p.m. Central Time. If you're not here, you can stream it on umfm.com. You can find us on uh, Twitter and Facebook. On Twitter, we're at Witch Police Radio nope, FM. No, 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 wrong, wrong. Witch Police FM. <laughs> this is that you screwed up last week. We're at Witch Please FM. I don't use Twitter. You don't. You, John doesn't use Twitter. Uh, but on Facebook, we're at uh, Facebook.com/slash Witch Police Radio, and you can also find us uh, on WitchPolice.com, which is our website, and that's where you can find all the archived past episodes, all for free download and streaming. And you can also check us out on Stitcher, which is an app uh, that'll help you. Um, hear our show and others like it on your cell phone, mobile device, tablet, any of that kind of stuff. Alright, so here we are with the Alarm episode featuring Bugsy. Featuring Bugsy. We'll kick it off with a track off Bugsy's new record. Enjoy the show. It's the jizzle, the jizzle. See, just when they thought it was over I even started to rot it Send me the video, let's go Turn up the bass, it's a video Rock the stage, don't hurt nobody Relax, I'm at the drove I'm telepromoter It's a brisket, we need biscuit in our time I'll be down with no show bro. Make sure you got the drove So I'm tired, my ass, I got to smoke first Bugsy, that was a dope verse You're a gangster, no sir Grow on the olders, you put the gold first Never had a digger in the sheet But yes, I done road work Go search for somebody else to hate Because it won't work and you'll be mistaken But ain't no thinking of faking Because you might be with a joker While this ain't just rhyming I'm residing from a climbing Hot like vaginas with some STIs I climb, they made my sweaty people cry and dying humble is the state that I'm in It's time I learn some decent rhymes that mix with love What I be in the place that I be While you're all your thinking why we see me Smart but you don't even like me, try me I said I gotta make it for the bully talks whiny I look after wifey So when they call him me that I mean I can see them while they're grimy, Shaking the body for me bumpers Moving over whiny, whiny, slyly Everybody knows I'm a roller I'm cold with the flow Give me any hot for them when I ride it And you know it don't stop But the one that diss me Better tell them what's to go I'm done, stop But they don't kiss me Your finger on the same thing with the same both no I know that we won't stop. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know it don't stop. But the one that is me, better tell them boys to go and don't stop. But they don't kiss me, don't think we're on the same thing when the same is both. No, the last thing I know that we don't stop. No rating. For the motherfuckers, you know when I see I'm escaping. Too late if I can just in time for the mating to keep my relaxing and exploring the stages. I was impatiently waiting to get my thing straight. Then my thing straight, and I'm keen to fake and the sake of the one you've been hating. And I don't wanna see me raging, waving the shine. It's behaving to the page and the blade in the scallion. Unless it's later, and the rats are 
they always mash up the stage Cause it brings quality for energy Turn the dividends to the cemetery It's been the same from day one So hey, say so At once, I played them To catch a ball Never straight pump running your make I'm false information But just start So now I ain't done Even when the fight ladies make sound Telling your best songs with a live bass I'm not even when the J's can't I'll be doing this till my day's done And you know it don't stop But the one that diss me Better tell them once to go I'm don't stop But they don't kiss me Y'all think on the same thing When it's here they both know I know that we won't stop And you know it don't stop But the one that diss me Better tell them boys to go and don't stop But they don't kiss me Y'all think we're on the same thing When it's here they both know Uh, Witch Police Radio. This is uh, an episode in the 50s somewhere. Yeah, I think it's episode 57. Something like that. Second episode in 2014 that we're doing. Yeah. And um, like we've been doing on a few episodes lately, we have a guest. Uh, Wait, who are you? Speaker. Oh, yeah, I, I'm regular host Sam. This is John. It's regular host John. Uh, our third host Rob is not here today, but uh, you know, he's around. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we lately we've been getting a lot of guests uh, over the phone, uh, over Skype, that kind of thing uh, onto the show um, remotely. So today we have a guest uh, from the UK, which is pretty cool. Uh, usually our, our show is pretty Canada heavy. Yeah. And uh, this is an artist that I've been listening to a lot lately um, over the past couple of years, uh, Bugsy Number One. And uh, thank you very much for, for calling in. Blessed love, big up yourself, Canada, big up yourself. Yeah, d- indeed. <laughs> um, yeah, no, th- th- thank you very much for, call- for, for, for doing this. I mean, uh, I kind of uh, stumbled upon your, your music on YouTube a couple of years ago, just complete complete fluke and uh, and i loved it and i've been kind of showing uh showing everyone i know like hey you got to listen to this guy and uh so i mean hopefully this will get more people into your music just from hearing it on our uh our show yeah man big up man respect man so um as usual with this show we do uh we have a randomly generated theme word uh we just kind of punch some buttons on a computer and it shoots out a word at us this week uh the word is alarm so we've been picking songs that uh go with the alarm theme yeah and uh, before we get into any of that, though, I'd like to, I think we should talk to Bugsy a bit about, uh, about his music, what he's doing. Um, you just released in November uh, The Great Escape 2, which, yes. uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit? That's, uh, I think it's my, so far my favorite record that I've heard uh, the past few months, definitely, if not all of last year. So it's a great album. Um, do you want to just tell us a bit about uh, about the record? And Yeah, man, big respect. Um the Great Escape Season 2 is the second second part to my series of albums. Obviously, my debut album was called The Great Escape. Yeah. And that was released in 2011. And obviously, things has been really busy and took a bit of time out. I had a child and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So I had to come back with the sequel in 2013 with the same kind of vibes you know what I mean? Same kind of vibes from the first one. Got a bit of mixed genres. Yeah. Still got the same kind of Bugsy element, the Rastafari vibes. Yeah, man. I think the mixed genres is kind of what drew me to uh, to what you're doing in the first place. I mean, um, I listen to a pretty... Uh, people who listen to the show will know that I listen to a pretty heavy amount of reggae. And uh, just, just, I mean, I think that's what I picked up on first in, in your music when I heard um, I heard the, the, the reggae dancehall influence and what you're doing. And... Um, I think that uh, I've kind of noticed that in, in UK hip hop more so than what we have over here. That's just a, a common element that seems to be seems to come out a lot stronger. Yeah, man. Is is that just a cultural thing, or I mean, is that 
Yeah, it's a cultural thing, basically, car. That's that's yeah. How that's how I grew up. I'm obviously my parents. They're from the Caribbean. Yeah. And they're Rastafarians also. Okay, cool, cool. And I was born a Rastafarian in a community where there was a load of Rastafarians. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that is my whole upbringing. That is that is me. Virtually, that is me. That is me. Okay. <laughs> it's not. It's not something I'm trying to do. Right, so it's not, it's not a put on for anything. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's well. I think you can you can tell that in, in what you're singing. Um, do you? Uh, well, how would you describe the genre of music that you do? Because there is so many different elements. There's you know there's obviously the hip hop influence. There's the reggae stuff. There's um, you know a lot a lot of electronic things happening. Uh, drum and bass, jungle type <laughs> stuff too. Like you know it's this is a mixed bag. So how, how do you describe it if if to someone who hasn't heard All you right. before? Me me personally, I would describe myself as a poet because before I actually started making tracks and making my words go on to tunes it was poetry that i was doing so me as an actual obviously i'm an artist but i'm a poet first okay. of all and i like to do bugsy music bugsy music is basically just my style yeah fitting on different kind of genres you know what i mean yeah like, uh, i can it's not because i'm, I'm doing it just because i can but is is just how my brain kind of figures it to work and put together like you know I mean, it's weird it's weird that somebody could give me a track it all started from like people giving me weird songs back in the days yeah and obviously used to attempt to do my lyrics on those weird songs and it kind of mashed together and i kind of realized where i would be good at and where people would hear my lyrics best so i try to pick those kind of tracks from producers who send me tracks i pick those tracks out from from the batch, you know what I mean, and then put my flow to it. Yeah. So it could be it could be it could be some old jazzy kind of thing, but if it sounds right and my voice is gonna sound correct on it, then yeah, I I can I can hear it before I've even said one word. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that, that on your on your new album, the second song has that uh, that piano sample that it did totally seems incongruous to what would work with what you're doing, but it's perfect. It fits perfectly. Yeah, man. Respect, man. That uh, to be honest, as soon as I heard that, I thought yes. This is exactly what I need. And when I brought it back to the producer, he was just like, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I didn't think that you would you was going to make that out of it. But that's what I see when I hear the instrumental. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's great. Um, what kind of... Uh, what You're in Bristol, is that right? Yeah, what Bristol. Kind, what kind of scene is that? Is, is there like there for, for, for what you're doing? I mean, what kind of, uh, I guess, musical uh, environment do you, do you come from there? I mean, we're, you know, we're in Winnipeg. It's so far away that you know we can get an idea i guess by watching music videos and that but uh you know it's pretty much a, a different uh environment is is a me musical town it's always been a musical town from a lot of years back but it's just like obviously there was an era in england where london was the only place that that got recognition and yeah. got an eye in on the music scene and they basically they had control of it kind of still have control of it but at the same time the independent scene has grown to a massive scale and people in different areas are being identified partially because of YouTube. In yeah, the yeah. past, you know what I mean? I've done shows in Exeter, which is Devon in the southwest, quite far from where I am. And then I've done shows in London. I've done shows in different places. So it's like you get out there, but it was different. I was being brought by different people from london you know what i mean they yeah. was inviting me to the show with other people it wasn't like bringing me to the show so 
when I, when I was approaching making an album, I wanted to come with a kind of professional sound, if you understand what I'm saying. So no matter what I am doing, it sounds professional and polished. Even if it is a little grime track, it's going to be professional and polished. And I, I tried to create that because I wanted to come out of this box, you know what I mean? Where they're trying to say, oh, you can't do this because, and you can't do that because, because really and truly you can do it if you've got the talent, you know what I mean? That's what made the music speak for itself. And that's the approach I came with with the album and it worked out. Hence why I'm speaking to you right now in Canada. For sure, yeah. And that's, that's just strictly through YouTube. The way I, the way I, I stumbled upon your music was uh, about five years ago, maybe actually more like eight years ago, I, I was at a used record store and I saw uh, a Rodney P album. I had no idea who he was, but the album looked interesting and I, I thought I'd give it a shot. So I, I listened to it, I loved it, and then I forgot about it for a few years. Then I, was, then I decided to look him up on YouTube and uh, I saw a video that had you in it. Um, and then I kind of went from there and, you know, YouTube rabbit yeah, hole. My- and, and that yeah. was that, that was a collaboration that was that was a good collaboration from DJ Skits. He was a radio DJ on One Extra, BBC One Extra. Okay. And I was on his show. He invited me in, and after the show, he asked me if if I wanted to do a track, and I was like, yeah, no problem. You know, these times I was really, really just coming up, and I have no problem with working with people. You get me? Yeah. So he sent me the track, and I done the lyrics, and I said, oh, is that okay? And you know. We, we we originally recorded the track in 2007 and it came out in 2010, you know what I mean? And funny enough, you're talking about YouTube and that video. Yeah. I actually, I didn't want to do the video. Why not? Because I wasn't ready to put my face out there. Oh, yeah. I wasn't ready for people, for people to see me yet, you know what I mean? And basically the ball start rolling and I have to come with another video and have to do, you know, I just didn't really, I wasn't ready for that yet. Well, you, you have so many videos out there now. It's like, there's, there's tons of them. <laughs> so it happened, the ball rolled. Yeah. yeah, obviously the ball rolled. Yeah, yeah it had to happen. It, it got to a stage where I'd done a good video and a lot of guys was doing videos in Bristol and around and stuff. People had different connections. But I don't know, people always assumed that I had links and connections to different things, which I probably do, but I don't see it as links and connections. So basically i basically made my videos wrist thing connect the spin if all of those i i yeah. did i directed them and edited those myself and i got my friends to shoot it for me so i can put what i had in my oh. mind together you know what i mean i put it out there onto the screen and the videos done well I, I hardly promoted them i just wanted to just put my artwork out there for the people them to have it you know yeah and people loved it i love that they loved it like now i realize you know what i mean because for about a year and a half a lot of people showed me a lot of love and respect and saying, oh, you're famous and things like this. And I'm saying, no, 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 no. Forget all of that. I'm not into none of that. No, I'm not. And I'm kind of basically being in denial to the point people's probably been thinking I'm being arrogant, but I'm not. But now I understand where they're coming from when they're saying those things, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a mutual respect still. Well, those uh, those videos, I mean, they, they look professional. It's just pretty cool that you did their, their DIY um, that's actually really great for this show too because we, we tend to try to highlight you know independent musicians uh, and filmmakers artists whatever so I mean uh, that's, that's good, to, good to know that you kind of fit in with the usual yeah. usual theme here um, the other video I saw you in recently that was kind of uh, again randomly floating around on YouTube was uh, a Congo Natty video and yeah. uh, that guy's record I mean that, that new album is one of my favorites as well it just blew me away and uh, so the fact that you're on there too was kind of like, oh hey, this is the other guy I've been listening to, and he's on this record as well. Um, how did you how did you hook up with him? Um, Konganati, he reached out to me and invited me to one of his shows, which was in Bristol. Yeah. 
and I went to meet him and we had a conversation, a long conversation and I really understood. He, he made me understand a lot of things, what, what was going on in this music thing for me that I didn't understand and he kind of told me about what was going to happen next. Right, because he's and been around for a long time. Yeah, man. He reminded me about Rastafari as well. Yeah. Not to say I forgot, but he reminded me about Rastafari. It was needed. It was needed. That conversation, our, us meeting each other was needed. It was needed for my life even. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was a good impact on my life meeting him. So from there, obviously real recognized, real Rasta recognized, Rasta, everything just... Bleh. Oh, there's oh. an internet connection problem. Internet connection problem. Let's try this again here. <laughs> Alright, uh, In the so meantime, maybe, uh, let's get to a tune and we'll figure out these problems. Oh, hang on. We got him on here again? Oh, he's back. You still have? Yeah, we, we lost you for a couple seconds, so, uh... Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Yeah, I, I, bas I am basically a part... I am a part of the family, the Congonati family, you know what I mean? I am a part of the extended family. Tree. Yeah. Yeah. So... Well, I mean, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> awesome, awesome music. That's, that's... That's the levels. We're all pushed the message of rest of fire right? we're all pushing the message of peace and love you know what i mean so yeah yeah, yeah and it's it's so it's, it's very very cool that uh because of youtube and things like that that message can get out internationally i mean you know you're you're talking to people in canada right now it's uh it's pretty cool yeah man. um one of the things one, one other thing i wanted to ask you before we get into a song here is um like you were saying before uh that the back in the day london was kind of seen as the only only place where things were happening. I think there's a bit of a parallel here in Canada where Toronto is kind of the, the major city for, for arts and culture. I mean, it's not, but it's for people, a lot of people see it like that. And we're, we're in Winnipeg here, we're pretty isolated. Uh, we're kind of right in the middle of the prairies and there's no other big cities for hours either way. Uh, so we've been in bands um, and uh, touring for people here is very difficult because it's, you know, you gotta drive five or six hours before you hit another major city and in any direction. But uh, yeah. being in Europe, I imagine you have a bit of an easier time just because there's so many cities, so much more densely packed. Uh, have you had a lot of opportunity to tour outside of England? Yeah, I've done a few shows. Last year, I've done a show in Italy. I've done a show in Poland. I've done another show in Italy and another show in France. Those two shows was with a band that I was working with, the Dub Mafia band. Okay. They're another band from Bristol. You know what I mean? So I don't know if there's it's a few, few shows, but it's like, yeah, it's just connecting the dots, isn't it? It's the connecting yeah. the dots. It's mm -hmm. connecting the dots. A lot of people are calling from America, Germany, Norway, Sweden, all over the place. And I'm just telling them, yeah, send the email, send the email, contact, and I'll come. Yeah. Just invite me and I'll come. <laughs> so when, when you come to Canada? <laughs> when I get invited, literally, I get the invite and I'll come. Somebody book me, I'll come. You know, awesome. I mean, awesome. All right, what we're gonna do now is we're gonna go uh, back to our, our alarm theme. We're gonna we're gonna start off with a song. Uh, John, did you want to play something? Or oh, sure, yeah, I can play a song. Yeah. Um, yeah, as uh, has been the case with the last couple episodes, I thought about this just prior to the show. Yeah. Uh, one of the first songs that came to mind was uh, a song by Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Yeah. Uh, no need for alarm. Okay off of uh, the second album, No Need for Alarm. Del, Del the Funky Homo Sapien is a, a rapper from California, from Oakland, who, um, you know, I listened to when I was pretty into rap yeah. a little while back, and uh, I listened to like his, his first album, which is uh, I Wish My Brother George Was Here, and this one, No Need for Alarm. 
And then I didn't really, I didn't listen to him very much until, uh, you know, he's part of um, Deltron 3030, yeah. of yeah. course, which is a pretty great album. And I, I bought one of his later, his albums, like, a little bit down the road, uh, I think both sides of the brain. I never really got too into it. And just looking him up today, like, he's been releasing albums pretty consistently and been, been doing stuff, but I just kind of, you know, my, my interest in keeping up with a lot of this quote-unquote underground rap yeah, yeah. type stuff just kind of had waned and uh, I haven't really listened to him very much uh, recently but this album is you know very listenable very fun I, I, I kind of miss it I realized I should have listened to it more frequently in the last couple years probably yeah. Um, and yeah picked for obvious reasons the word alarm in the, the title the word alarm is in the title awesome okay we'll, we'll get to uh, play the song and we'll come back with Bugsy Scanners on Bruce Banner. I crush fools plus tools used by the master will blast you into Tuesday. When I bruise that motherfucker, who motherfucker cock and his motherfucker jock and his sister got blisters on the lips that be spreading. She be headed, showing cleavage. With my futuristic style, I leave kids in a trance. Hypnotize when your eyes spin back in your head like you dead, but instead you was bugging. Ugly bitches get the deals after shows. Cause I don't be running after hoes, they be stank. I thank the Lord for my door. Connected to my microphone. So check the cycle tone that I be arousing, housing your blouse and your pumps. The Mac Daddy makes you jump. I pump info, it's an info. Who be boning? Cloning Vanessa Del Rio. And yes, Adele, see no evil, hear no evil. It's normal, I come formal to keep them warm to the boy. Can't harm me. 
Alright, that was uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien with No Need for Alarm off his uh, 1993 album, No this Need for Alarm. Sounds like 1993. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, it's like my favorite year for, favorite yeah. few years. It's good, I mean, it, it gives yeah. credence to the name Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Yeah, yeah, it's, for it's sure. Pretty, it's pretty funky. For sure. And, um, yeah, as you had brought up during the track, like, he's, he was, he's Ice Cube's cousin. Cousin, yeah. And I think he kind of, he didn't get his, yeah, he kind of started out writing raps for Ice Cube maybe or like for, sure. for an earlier album and um, before sure. he started coming up with his own stuff he's part of the Hieroglyphics crew and uh, yeah actually so and then Deltron 3030 of yeah. course which is very cool stuff I like I like him as an artist quite a bit he uh, he's a pretty righteous freestyler yeah yeah um, have you seen him live? I've never seen him live uh, unfortunately but I've seen like you know I've watched clips and whatnot on again with YouTube the being, aforementioned yeah. YouTube yeah 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 uh, and Deltron came out with a long-awaited album just recently, I think. It was yeah. a re an online-only. I think I heard about that, yeah. And I did kind of... I kind of listened to it. I didn't uh, give it my un undivided attention or anything. It's uh, what you would expect yeah. from, you know, production from Dan the Automator and whatnot. Yeah, that was... That was, that was you, you, know, should, you should. You see, it seems like you, you wanted to listen to more. It's good stuff, more. yeah. Well, I like... Uh, be, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I like this stuff. Space themes. Yes, which always goes well with us, right? Space themes, so yeah. yeah we're all about those. That's awesome. Um... We still have Bugsy on the line. In case, in case you missed the first part of the show, um, you know, is uh, so. Do you, do you have any uh, any American or North? I guess North American uh, hip hop or anything that you're influenced by or, or that you uh, kind of listen to in a big way? Um, North American. Yeah, I mean, I, I was gonna say American, but then I feel we should probably put Canada in there in case you happen to have heard a Canadian artist. <laughs> Shot Claire. Um, made it big. I've heard a few Canadian yeah? artists, but not not not. They're not like serious artists. I've heard a few some of the grime artists. You know? Oh yeah. Um, but as far as like U.S. U.S. hip hop or anything, was there? Because uh, that stuff kind of went, you know, in the, in the '90s, mid '90s, early '90s, kind of went internationally. And I don't know how how much of it touched where you are, but I mean, definitely here. I mean, I know yeah, we're right next uh, door, but big time, big time over this side. Big, Ooh. big, big, massive influence, massive impact on everything. You know, what I mean, everything, how people dress, how people talk, the whole lot. Yeah. That's how it was, you know what I mean? My, like, me, I'm only 25. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but at the same time, that doesn't stop anything. I like all the old music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like old music. I do like 90s music. I like, I like Triple Six Mafia. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I like, I like different, diff, all different kinds of music. You know what I mean? I like every single aspect. But like yeah, I'm, I'm recently, most recently, I've been checking out a few commercial stuff. You know, what I mean, I've been checking out some of the commercial music, some of the Drake and yeah. the Wiz Khalifa's and your Rick Rosses and all of that kind of stuff. People's really critical of these people, and I, I don't really try to get into their life too much because I don't know them personally. I just try to listen to the music and see what it does for myself. You know what I mean? That's yeah. Good. Some of the yeah. sounds, some of the sounds is good. Some of the sounds is good. And I see how <laughs> I see why people's ranting and raving about some of the lyrics and some of the stuff yeah. that some of the songs are portraying the videos, etc., etc. But life gotta live. Life gotta live. And I'm obviously from the era of 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 real stuff in it. Things wasn't it wasn't a YouTube video. Things yeah. actually happened for real. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, man. But I, I mainly I'm just into my old school, man. I like old stuff old music and at the same time old I like underground music yeah underground I've been checking out I like a lot of the Texas music still 
get me? Like a lot of the Texas music, a lot of the music that they make down there, the DJ Screw, all of that kind of stuff. That's what I've been beating recently. Yeah. If, after a few years, you just go back and back to different kind of sounds. You know what I mean? Well, I think. So, um, uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. Yeah, that's that. That's the kind of sounds I've been listening to recently. Okay, you know that's cool. Um, I was just thinking that uh, one of the things that I, I think I like about and one of the reasons I've decided started to get more interested in to see what's over, what's happening in other countries, uh, as far as especially hip hop is concerned, is that um, I, I think that like the, there's a way, especially in Canada, this happens a lot too. People trying very hard to sound American, and I think when people avoid that and bring you know filter, I guess the influence of the American stuff through their own culture and their own uh, experiences and uh, their own sound, I think that makes it. A lot more enjoy. I mean, I'm more interested in that, and I think uh, from what you and other people over there are doing, uh, I mean, th- you can tell. Yeah, sure, there's an influence from uh, you know such and such American rapper, but I mean, it's turned into your own thing, and uh, yeah. it's very identifiable. As this is not the same as as what it you know what where it came from, and it's uh, I love that. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely. That's why I was saying the influence that it had, like the '90s hip hop, had a big influence. You know what I mean? Now, but the newer hip hop has had the influence, but in a different way. The way that you're talking now, yeah. The way that you're explaining, yeah. You know, what I mean, just just so you didn't, just so nobody gets mixed, that I don't get mixed up. You know, what I mean, what I was saying, you know, once. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's it, even even here. I mean, uh, our our third uh, host who's not here today, he he's a rapper, and uh, I mean, I've been we've been going to his shows for for decades now, probably. And uh, you often see people who are very clearly trying to sound like. Uh, not not Rick Ross because this is this is a bit earlier than that, but that kind of thing. Like they're you know what they're talking about is not kind of fitting with the style of, of what, what how they're living here, and they're they're doing a fake New York accent or something or Texas accent or whatever. And then I, I've always found over the years that people who are are staying authentic and sounding like you know they're rapping like how we talk with our silly prairie accents and uh, you know talking yeah. about you know the the culture here. I, that's was way more interesting. And even if I'm not part of someone's culture, just hearing something authentic, I guess. Um, is what works for me so that's uh yeah i've been trying to kind of exploring on youtube and, and elsewhere on the internet trying to find out uh about other good things that are happening kind of yeah man. outside so, yeah so bugsy besides being like you, you mentioned you grew up kind of like rastafari uh yeah. and you you know that was like a household influence what um what other influences do you say you get from having grown up in in bristol basically all right then Canada's a nice place, so I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> it can be, it can be. America, to my knowledge, is quite segregated. Yeah. Also can be. Yeah, it can In be. In yeah. Bristol, it used to be really segregated. And I grew up in a time where it was like that. Okay. Even though we still, everybody was cool and stuff, but still, it was segregated. There was open racism going on. It was really open. Everything's open. Yeah. And um, my side of stuff, we didn't really care because we got our side of things where we're going on in our, in our end, what we call the hood. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it was a time where people couldn't actually come to my area. If they came around the area, then they'd not get tr- trouble, but they get trouble. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't really come around there. So I, I grew up in St. Paul's. I explored the rest of Bristol. When I when I started going to secondary school, really, when I turned like 11, 12, that's when I started discovering other sides of Bristol because in secondary school, you have to mix with different people, different cultures, different races, different yeah. genders. So 
I went to a school which was basically a middle class school, you could say, called Cotton. Okay. And obviously, a lot of people in the ends was thinking, oh, you went to Cotton, you went to Cotton, what, what? But they didn't understand. They were saying, oh, that's a washout school to say, like, I'm a black man, I'm going to go there, I'm going to end up being like a white man. Yeah. But, like, that was early terminologies, you know what I mean? Like, when, like, late 90s, those things, people still have those terminologies, man, but is is that's fizzle that's and that's fickle you know what i mean so at that point there i was learning about different people in it and embracing different people and i was just myself you know what i mean so how the whole thing influenced me really and truly is positive and negative you know what i mean there's some good things there's some bad things but it is a massive influence it's all intertwined with the Rastafari, right? Because obviously I'm I'm a human being also, you know what I mean? And I'm living and I'm seeing different situations and I'm gonna be in different situations. So, you know what I mean? Everything everything played a massive influence. Massive influence. Be- besides your immediate family, like what kind of uh you know, are there a lot of Rastafari families where you where you grew up, where you live? Yeah, there was. There was. Okay. There was. There was loads. Well, when I mean, we ga- when we would gather together, there would be loads, like a hundred. It's crazy. The street that I grew up on, basically, my house was Rasta. My cousins next door, they were Rasta. My next door neighbors were Rasta. And the people at the end of the road was Rasta. Number 37 was, it was just a Rasta road at one stage. That's, <laughs> That's cool. You know what I mean? That's cool, yeah. It's like, it's the Rasta road. I think it's interesting. Um, I was gonna say, uh, like England uh, and and the the whole, just I mean not not just Rasta, but the whole the whole acceptance of reggae there and and the culture kind of uh, having a pretty heavy reggae influence. I mean the reason I got into reggae in the first place is my dad's English and uh, I got some of his old records and um, that kind of inspired me to dig a lot deeper when I was a teenager and now I'm pretty heavy into it. But uh, I think that's that's another element of English music just in general that uh, whether it's a rock band or or a hip hop artist or or anything that like um, seems to come out a lot more than it does over here, um, it's just there's just, just something about I guess it's just uh, much stronger um, in in general and part of the culture here because here I mean I was uh, you know I was an organizer of a reggae festival here I played in reggae bands and stuff and uh, there's there's not really much of a scene at all and it's kind of like okay, a it it goes down to actual history now oh for sure that yeah yeah. Down goes down to history like in england like directly where i'm from like where like the thing is all right and let's clear up some stuff Pokar. all right people talk about ghetto and the hood and all of these things ghetto was a place that was nicknamed you get I me mean? because it was a place that black people were in big numbers or yeah. ethnic minorities were in big numbers that's why they can nickname these places ghettos and nowadays get nowadays ghetto new school ghetto is where drugs sell and where gun busts and people get stabbed and don't come around there, you might get hurt. That's the new ghetto. Yeah. That's the new school ghetto. Now, um, sorry, I can't remember the question. What do you? What was you saying again? I can't. Well, remember. I don't think it was really. I don't think it was really a question. I was just kind of observing that uh, in all styles of English music, yeah, the that... history, the history. Sorry, sorry, yeah, no, sorry. The history, yeah, the history. That's it. Sorry. Boom. <laughs> we we <laughs> should from, we should yeah. yeah we should mention for 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 Bugsy it's like. Five in the morning, right? Now. Yeah, it's really early. Yeah, that's right. You're calling us at like what three in the morning now or something? It's, it's... twenty to four. Yeah, there you go. So, so you're allowed to yeah. you're allowed to forget the question. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look at this. Yeah, the history of things. So, 
my area is called St. Paul's. Yeah. There was a boat called Windrush, which sailed into England. Now, in Jamaica, they televised to the people saying, come to England, your mother country, yeah. where you will be given jobs, lovely houses, or whatever the level of house or whatever. And people wasn't having no bad time in Jamaica or anything. Yeah. But was sort of a brainwashing the elders will tell you that it was a sort of brainwashing like oh gotta go to england you know gotta go there now when the people of jamaica arrived in england they came to have bomb shattered houses in a place called saint paul's yeah (laughs) place which they called the ghetto the place where i grew up in you know what i'm saying so it's like obviously those roots in england of of the direct from Caribbean to England is the direct route why the reggae music and that influence is more so in England. Not to say more in England than anywhere else, but more so in England than anywhere else. Yeah, it's more prevalent in English music, I guess, yeah. At that time, the black people of England was Jamaicans. You know what I mean? It was Jamaicans. Obviously, there's Africans as well, but it was Jamaicans directly jamaicans you know what i mean so i had to tell that story because a lot of people don't connect the dots you know what i mean we was invited here yeah. came here and then the people off here didn't know that we was invited here so yeah. then it was told that oh we're you know we was we was basically like the like nowadays immigrants yeah do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> we was like, yeah, what they call nowadays immigrants. You know what I mean? It's the same fucking thing. The same systematical stuff that they try to do to create these social problems which don't actually even exist if they let people know what was actually going on in the first place. And <laughs> now we've gone through generations and generations and generations and generations of ignorance, which we call racism. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's massive massive ignorance where pigment of skin has become relevant and it's got no relevance we're all human it's really got no relevance as much as if you want to make it relevant that makes it relevant but it has no relevance yeah for sure yeah yeah what's i think a lot of the music uh i mean especially in the the early 70s and stuff that was the the reggae specifically coming out of england touched on a lot of that stuff too i mean like uh, someone like linton quasi johnson or um like steel pulse too like a, a lot of those songs were really kind of uh that was, i mean that was the that was the lyrical focus is yeah man and that stuff is great now, i mean if you if you listen to my second album the great escape season two the last track is called spirit bomb yeah it's, yeah yeah and I say, I rise in the morning, yawning, and give thanks and praises to the kings of kings, find my kings, build up a thing, and then I'm blazing. The eyes of the eyes, don't believe me, you can try it, trust me, it's amazing. I be smoking from the morning to the night, but you're not ready for the type of meditation that my brain's in. See, the strange thing, I was hype like them, and they couldn't see me changing. But the differences from a little kid was I grime to you, to me, was an everyday thing. A man said I'm a bad man, man, but I mind what they claim. In one time, had a man said the same thing, and man came and sprayed him, couldn't even save him. I was raised in a place that goes by different names. Is the ends, the slums, the gully, depends what your age is. One of many worlds in this world of amazement, the ghetto. That's what they nicknamed it on the basis of it being full of predominantly black faces. Yeah, that's basic. We could talk about it all day, pack slave shits, but the reality is that it's facts, face it. 
let's talk about Windrush because that's the reason why my black face is in the UK. My people got invited, nobody got informed, just to impact racists. Um, we need to connect the dots, start the far career, and all of that way shit. It's not cool to bust guns, shot drugs, and catch cases. That's dated, like, history. Pastime mysteries. From hard times apartheid to rawhide being sold to the public to see me screw facing chains getting whipped to speak. You're in disbelief? Well, don't be. Because it was that, literally. Maroji's guard from the past, quick to squeeze and aim right at your brain, ripping it to pieces. This is the street. Ever since so-called bad man was same time quick to speak to bees. Police just walk come strip the street is peak. And really when I check the maths, there ain't shit to eat. But we still feast. Don't know why the brother's getting gassed up like life like this is sweet. It's far from nice. It's bittersweet. Don't get mixed in deep. That was, yeah, that, you, you see that? <laughs> I see, yeah, that was great. That was great. That, uh, I mean, that explains... That's, that's, that's a bit of an explanation of yeah. what I basically was talking about. Yeah, it sounds a lot better than when you do it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, that, awesome. Um, I think what I'm going to do now is go into another song. Um, this is something you're probably familiar with. I mean, I think anyone who... Uh, listens to any kind of reggae has been is known this song for quite a long time um and it fits the alarm theme because it's called ring the alarm by tenor saw um and this has always been one of my favorite singles um i first heard it i had a tape probably about 1997 or so and it had the uh the version that uh was edited with the buju buju banter vocals and that was like yeah. that song just blew me away and i've been listening to it pretty steady since i have the uh the seven inch now of the original and it's still like one of my all-time favorite songs uh by anyone um, it's been referenced in pop culture so many times. Like a lot of, you know, a lot of people have sampled it, uh, covered it, whatnot. Um, I just think it's like probably top ten songs ever by anybody for me, anyway. So uh, yeah, we'll get get into the song and we'll come back and talk to you some more. <laughs> Ring the alarm, and now the sound is dying. 
white and we rock up the black. Sweet reggae music on Pandy attack, yes. Pandy attack it on Pandy attack. Sweet reggae music on straight non stop. Ring the alarm. And not a sound is dying. Whoa, hey, ring the alarm. And not a sound is suffering. Whoa, hey, some sounds sound like a big jump on. Listen to this sound of the champion. Round the dancing. Rock the woman and move up the man Ring the alarm And not a sound is suffering Whoa, hey Ring the alarm And not a sound is dying Whoa, hey Ring the alarm And not a sound is dying Whoa, hey Ring the alarm <laughs> That was Ring the Alarm by Tenor Saw. Um, it's uh, on the Stalag 17 rhythm, which is, uh, if you were listening to our show last week, you would have heard us talking about the One Rhythm albums. And uh, this is a real, one of those really popular ones that's been kind of versioned by everybody. And uh, like I was saying, this is one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, all of these old singles from this kind of era have been re-released by somebody, and they're all available on vinyl again now. Hmm. So for me, like collecting all this stuff, it's, it's amazing because I can just get my hands on like all of these songs I want from kind of uh, like late seventies, early eighties, which which is my all-time favorite era of, of reggae. Like, I mean, all, all of that early dancehall stuff and everything just it, it kills me. I love it. So, I mean, this is uh, finding this record on vinyl was perfect for me. So, yeah, uh, Tenor Saw was only around for a very short period of time. He got. He died when he was 21. Whoa. Uh, he was, like, this hit, This came out in 85, and he died in uh, 88 um, in Texas. <laughs> what was, like, uh, this shady circumstances, apparently he was murdered or something. So he really doesn't have a huge catalog of music. I mean, aside from this and Fever and a couple other singles, this is, that's really his, you know, he has one album, too. But, yeah, uh, definitely uh, a solid artist. Yeah, is that, is, I mean, that song, Ring the Alarm, uh, I'm sure you've heard it before. Uh, what kind of... Um, I mean, as far as reggae goes and dancehall and uh, and all that stuff. I mean, even with that song you you you, you did a few minutes ago, uh, definitely there's a kind of a sing J thing going on here with the, the you know the singing vocals and the DJ vocals and the rapping and all that. Uh, were there were there any particular artists that were big influences on you um, as far as Jamaican artists from from that uh, that perspective? Um, everybody really. Sizzler, yeah, Cape, Button. I mean, everybody, everybody put their little 10 pence in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody's an influence. There was a stage where I used to heavily listen to reggae and heavily listen to dancehall music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now my listening is a lot more varied. I like to listen to Mighty Diamonds. Yeah, yeah. I like to listen to some old stuff, some easy stuff. You know, I don't listen to much dancehall. Not anymore, not much. But so there's never never any lack of exposure uh, where you were like the, maybe even more so I think than from where we're growing up yeah you must have been surrounded by reggae yeah all over me man everywhere every, every to, every, everything yeah. everything everything's normal to the point where like, I could recite Mighty Diamond songs and I didn't know yeah. that their songs them ones you know what I mean yeah. I know the words but I won't know who the, who the actual artist is that's cool. Just just from being so exposed to it, that's great. I think that I mean here it's very different. Here I think I'm like a freak in that uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm super into it. And most people, I mean, you know, I, we 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 came up playing in punk bands and like you know noise rock bands and things. And then when I was in high school, I was like I started a ska band, which was you know kind of 
little well, more. It was around at the it time. It was yeah. around at the time, but yeah, yeah. Mo most people I know aren't really uh, still into that kind of stuff. It's kind of uh, more of like a nerdy kind of almost collector kind of uh, genre. Uh, I like ska. I like ska. Yeah, I mean, ska also. I mean, obviously, was pretty big in, in England in the in the late seventies, early eighties too, with all the, all the two tone stuff and all that. So it's, yeah, it's another example of England being influenced by Jamaican music, I guess. Yeah, man. Well, basically, I do a lot of festivals. Yeah. So at the festivals, there's ska playing. Sure. So yeah. it's always nice to hear different sounds of music, and there's always live bands playing some night. You know, it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. It brings back that festival vibe for me personally. Yeah. You know what I mean. I think that's one thing that England has. Like, I've I don't go to many festivals here, not in Canada, and you know the states has quite a few, but they're they're spread out. They're few and far between. Um, I think England, in particular, has that kind of down. I think they have a lot of like music yeah, you hear more festivals the out there all the time. Yeah. I've never been over there. I don't really know the scene, but it seems like a good good thing going on. Yeah, man, things go down. Obviously, a lot of people get wasted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of people get wasted, man. Well, we uh, we tried to do a reggae festival here. Um, we did it for about three or four years, and uh, it just it just didn't it didn't pick up uh, a big enough audience. We brought in we brought in Mikey Dread one year. We had uh, Sugar Minot, Willie Williams, lots of you know big name big name Jamaican artists, but uh, it just it just didn't get enough traction. There was not a big enough fan base here, so it's not um, on anymore. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a shame, really. I was excited about it. I was on the organizing committee, and I was like, it was the best day of my life getting to see, you know, getting to meet right. Mikey Dredd and stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. But see Is that still going on in Toronto, though, yeah? Yeah, well, yeah, there's a few cities in, in Canada that have big reggae festivals. Uh, Victoria in British Columbia has a pretty big one, uh, the Victoria Ska Festival. Uh, Montreal has one. And uh, I think Tor Toronto has, has a fair bit of stuff too. Um, there is something here. It's um, put on by other people though. Uh, and it's not just reggae, it's reggae and soca. And it's yeah. uh, kind of an outdoor thing that happens in the summer. That seems to be getting a little bigger, but uh, I think more because of the soca and calypso elements uh, than, yeah. than reggae. But uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's a kind of a hard sell here, which is too bad uh, because, you know, I mean, especially in Winnipeg where we are because it's, it's so extremely isolated. Uh, a lot of the bigger cities like uh, Toronto, Montreal, have larger Caribbean populations in general. I mean, here it's uh, we're like we're right in the middle of the country, and yeah. uh, it's just uh, yeah, I don't know. It's no, this is not an easy place for people to stop when they're traveling through because there's nothing around here and and that kind of thing. So I think we just kind of miss out on a lot. But uh, I mean, I love it here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway, Ring the Alarm was the the last the last song we played. Uh, did you want to play something that uh, I know you'd mentioned earlier? You you were thinking um, the, uh, making a connection to Alarm uh, through Busy Signal. Yeah, thinking of Busy Signal, that's the only thing I could think of. You've used all the other Ring the Alarms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what uh, what song by Busy Signal would you were you wanting to play? There's a song called Hi. All right, let's uh, let's check it out. Busy. It's like I'm still attending high school somewhere upon a high horse, sitting on a high stool. Hey, them smoke, but them no high. Me smoke so till me high. Me smoke so till me get high. Brains up in the sky, me get higher than Mona High. Champion High, Wulmazai. Take a look in at me, I me higher than Medabrook High. Higher than St. Andrew High, Excelsior High. No ask me why, but me even higher than Harden High. Other night, play that tuna, cut that tuna so high. So me a smoke and hold a meds, become me don't fear no guy. Them say why. 
with me say me higher than San Diego high Touch not high, cause me higher than a boat not high Go west with it, me higher than Rossi's high You see these eyes, straight up with man, not in disguise Yes I'm so high, higher than from high I flow high my 24 inch rims are chrome high What am I talking about? Cause I'm higher than Mount Alphonia high The grace me smoke me say it burn your eye Whenever you pull it in Say it turn your eye Tell our Kelly this It is your turn to fly I'm way higher than the statue of the Bertie How much more now we do a bone? Way more than 30 KB blaze the fire key Kite no dirty Now go to trick crack me Coming we say it with earth we. Cops want figure it With them know a herbs birth we. Only for me I admire me Cali back to Jersey hey, I'm a nurse we. Higher than the plane Up in my brain This I wanna higher obtain I feel maintain This is something when me can't abstain Got certain type of highness Drive go up west for the highest And me you forget my suppliers hey, Don't I sent it Where the rest them have the plenty Me smoke so till me high Me smoke so till me frass out Me smoke so till me high Not a crack me never crack out Smoke so till me high Me smoke so till me high Sound the beat Listen, I cannot smoke out when me go green beer, me get beer. <coughs> Drive go Montego and me get beer. Left the sun go and I talk and you know me get beer. When I wear me, run away, go run away, beer. <coughs> Guess what me go hunt a hunt's beer? No beer. <coughs> you want to see what me discover? I discover beer. <coughs> Sentence beer, <coughs> young beer, <coughs> orange beer. <coughs> me get the current when me go more rap beer. Me smoke so till me high, me smoke so till me frass out Me smoke so till me high, not a crack, me never crack out Smoke so till me high, me smoke so till me high Them smoke but them no high, sound a big thing Me higher than brownstone high, your castle high, hill as I Me say me higher than hill a line, go back far in with it Me higher than hard for die, weave a high You see this smoke from weed a fly, New York me higher than St. Mercy High Girls a smoke, I look money in at them personally buy California, me higher than LA High Belier High, go pa Florida, what? Me say me higher than Flanagan High Yellow up Gadigan High Sound the big thing, them a Atlanta High Me higher than Ethan in a England Sound the big thing, high Then, me say me smoke so till me high Me smoke so till me frass out Me smoke so till me high Not a crack, me never crack out Smoke so till me high Me smoke so till me high Sound the big thing, them Listen, I got not Me say me smoke until me high Them smoke but them no high Me smoke until me high Me smoke, me smoke Me smoke until me high Me smoke until me frass out Me smoke until me high Not a crack, me never crack out Please All right, we're back. Yeah, I'm back. That was uh, Busy Signal, a song called High. Uh, Busy Signal is, I guess, a newer, uh, more recent dancehall artist, right? I mean, I didn't start hearing about him until, I guess, the mid to early to mid-2000s. Yeah, you're right, actually. What, uh, how did you get into his, into, into his music? Well, just from being in the dancehall scene, going out to certain raves, yeah. obviously, hear certain tunes popping off, certain dancehall mixes. And then you hear a good tune, and then you know what I mean you search an artist from there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was no YouTube those days. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. And now it's so easy, right? Now, now you can just look up anything, which is it's pretty great. But yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good way to make the connection, though. I mean, like, 
I know it's kind of a weird concept how we do the show where there's the theme word, but I mean, sometimes the connections people make are just totally way out there. I tend to try to. Yeah, John tends to make really bizarre connections to the theme. So, I mean, yeah, busy signal alarm to- totally works. Yeah, man. So, so, is there a reason you chose that particular song? Uh, I mean, re- regardless of the alarm theme, like, what, why why did you pick that one? That was a good, was a good song. I just. Because I'm so high, higher than chrome high. That's a good reason. <laughs> That's the reason, dog. <laughs> How, how's the weed in uh, in Bristol? It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. You can compare it to, um, what's it called? Actually, there's places in Canada where you're allowed to grow it, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. We kind of have... Yeah, it's kind of, uh, kind of weird. It's medicalized... Uh... Yeah, they used to actually grow a bunch of all the yeah. medical shit in a, in a mine here, way up north, uh, but they don't anymore. It was in an abandoned mine or something, wasn't it? In Flimflon? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, in, this, in our province, but they don't do it there anymore. But, uh, yeah, there's weird weird laws around it. Like, it's still... Actually, just the other day, you know, this podcast comes out a little bit later, but, like, just the other day, they um, they finally... Le- did they deregulate or do something in Colorado? Yeah, it's legal in Colorado. Yeah, yeah but, no, yeah, so, like... And they until, ran out of pot. Yeah, up until then, you could get it with a prescription, but then they did, a, like, a legalization thing, and they blew the roof off of, they like, sold records of for yeah, yeah. pot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And ridiculous. that's in a couple states now, right? Or that was the first one, but there's a couple other states, too. So, yeah. eventually. People love, love the pot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Everybody went crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would happen anywhere, though, really. If you make it legal, I think anywhere. If you did it here, people would go crazy, for yeah. sure. Like, well, it's like you legalize gay marriage and a bunch of people just decide to get married. Immediately, right? Yeah, so you legalize anything, people are going to do it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> True. Yeah. Just asking for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I guess uh, that's a common theme in a lot of your music, too, right? I mean, uh, is that... Uh, obviously, obviously, Pot has a, the, the Rastafari connection, too. Uh, but, like, is that... Um, is is obviously a big inspiration for you, or, or, or how does? What you that... say is what, is what a big inspiration? Smoking weed. Um, just I mean, you tend to refer to it a lot in your songs, and I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, so I'm just, you're doing it now. <laughs> well, yeah, I would say yeah, I smoke a lot of weed, but it's like I'm not gonna say it's a good thing because end of the day, I don't want like I say in a song, in it, puff puff on the grades cool. But if you smoke how I smoke, good luck. It can break you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I wouldn't want to promote smoking the way I smoke. I grew up in a different era of smoking. We was on the street smoking. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of us standing up. Everyone's got a spiff to themselves. You know what I mean? So my tolerance of smoking is different to a lot of people's. Yeah. And people ask me to smoke my spiff and I don't pass it to them and they get offended. But it's not <laughs> that I don't want to share it with them. It's just I grew up in an era of one man to a spliff. Everybody's got their own spliff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it has it has some importance, but at the same time, if I stop smoking weed, then that's not going to change anything. Yeah, right. You're still going to be doing the same kind of thing you're doing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not like I'm just high, so I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you get high. Like, oh, I should make some music. I should start a music career. Yeah. 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 I, I, I was writing. I was writing sick lyrics before I was smoking. I don't write lyrics anymore. I stopped writing lyrics when I was about 16. Hmm. So it's just all... all what there, do you mean? 17, something like that. It's all in my head. Really? You don't write stuff down? I don't write nothing down. I'm always amazed by I you. Always question, yeah. I always question myself if I'm freestyle or if I am pre-written because I don't exactly freestyle the lyrics, but I don't write them down. It's all written in my head. Two albums is written in my head, and a whole load of other lyrics, a load of other songs is all written in my head. 
That's really cool. I, I kind of feel like some of your songs uh, have that sort of feeling to them, though. I mean, there's a few things, uh, whether it's on YouTube or on your albums, where it, it's just uh, just you and there's no beat, just an acapella thing, and that definitely has that kind of uh, you know off the off your head kind of vibe to it. Yeah, man, because it's like I used to write to the point where I was writing some crazy flows. I was writing flows you can't actually write on paper. <laughs> it would just lose, waste a lot of paper you'd be using. Yeah, it's crazy. If you paragraph it, it's crazy. Because I'm starting sentences with rhymes and I'm ending sentences with rhymes and in between I'm rhyming and then I'm starting a sentence without the rhyme but ending where the last one and if you understand what I'm saying yeah it's, I think so it's, just, it's crazy and all puzzled up and then I've mixed it up and mixed it up and mixed it up to this like it's just a little bit with the back for the grizzle when the rhythm is minimal let me dance and then they come back and nobody hear never the dance me to scribble double the double the second in my fast sickle riddle laugh for them giggle I got 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 for them jingle the crap I make with the down gal we got all the gal with the down to the sound from bristle I'm renowned to pound on cripple tracks, facts are hard, the bars are marked to triple that crap that's out on the bar, this bra and nipple with ziggle piggle, hey, did they do cat and the fiddle? You know what I mean? You just yeah. tweet I just twist the whole thing up now. So I gotta ask you about the aga ga 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 thing, because that is. Wait, you, you referenced. Oh. No, you, yeah, because I mean, you said it just there and you say it on your songs and stuff, and I, I like it. It's like a little cat, it's like an identifier, right? I mean, you, you know, it's. Yeah. You know, you're coming up even if it's not your track and you're on it. You hear you do that before your verse. I like it, but where does it come from? It comes from. When we was on the grime set, yeah, basically, everybody used to have something that used to break up their lyrics. Okay. And I was quite a technical guy when I was spitting my lyrics. So, agagag was something I could always do. It's always a little funny laugh I could always do, you know what I mean? I yeah. used to do it as a child in school. So, I incorporated that to be my breaker in between my lyrics. So, I would stop spitting lyrics and be like... All right then, look. I ga 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 ga. Then everybody gets hyped up for the next tune to get mixed in. And yeah, they, yeah. You know what I mean. So that's where it originally came from, and it 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 has other meanings as well. Ga 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 is the last laugh. All right, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, just even that 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 example you just did right there. Um. Like you tend to go pretty fast um with the rhyming like how uh have you always been doing that or is that something you developed over the years uh and um yeah i could say yeah i've done that always from from the grime days and the garage days yeah when i was just an mc on sets i was known to be a technical mc i was known to be quite technical with my flows i feel uh for a while there um over here anyway in North America, whenever anything that was remotely like hip-hop influenced or electronic influenced or drum and bass influenced, anything like that, it always got referred to over here because people didn't know what we're talking about as grime. And I don't think that's yeah. th that's what the definition is, I mean, from what you're talking about. So did, have, did you, uh, I mean, encounter any of that where that's kind of, you hear that term thrown around when it doesn't apply to what it actually is? Yeah. It's only because I, uh, all right then, like I grew up in an era where People didn't dress like where I come from. You know what I mean? We dress one way. Yeah. Like to say we would dress like Americans would dress. We would get American clothing. You know them ones? But people wouldn't know where to get it from. So they wouldn't know how to dress like us. We knew the kind of stores that we would go to. Like black people would go to certain stores because we know we'll travel and go certain places. You know what I mean? 
because we know we've got the kind of garments that we wear, we had identity, you know what I mean? Now, the fashion of the ghetto or the hood or whatever it is, obviously got taken in it and put a price tag on top of it. Yeah. For example, Nike Harachis. Years ago, Nike Harachis was trainers that we wore in the hood because they were affordable Nike trainers. We made them fashionable. We made them fashionable. Yeah. When they came back out, I went all the way to London and spent a hundred pounds on an exclusive pair of Harachis that came from the States. Wow. And nobody could get them. You know what I mean? And people didn't know about Harachis. Nobody knew about Harachis. But then all of a sudden, in the new era of everybody knows about everything, <laughs> Harachis are now £95. And I'm not even interested. I don't even want to wear them. Yeah. Because they're, they're what, what do they call it? Um, trendy. You know what I mean? Trendies wear stuff like that. They wear those kind of trainers now. And... There was affordable trainers for us in the ghetto to, 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 to have on our feet. We made them fashionable, just as an example. So it's like, it's okay. I understand fully when you're saying to me that um, people mixed up the term and I understood it at the time and I kind of laughed at it and I wanted to keep it keep it a secret because it was cool to keep it a secret because once the cat gets out the bag, then everybody thinks they know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So because of the uh, the, the time change, what time is it over there? It's 12 minutes past four. Yeah, so that's uh, <laughs> this is pretty late. I mean, for us, it's like 10 o'clock or something, right? So uh, we'll, we'll, let you, we'll let you get some sleep. Uh, one more thing I, I wanted to ask you before, uh, before, we get you uh, before we let you go here. Actually, a couple things. Um, first of all, uh, where can people find your record? Uh, how do people find out more information about you, um, you know, online or elsewhere? You can find me at facebook.com slash officialbugsy. Okay. And it's Bugsy with two G's. You can catch me twitter.com at bugnum1. That's B U G N U M 1. Okay. You can purchase my albums on iTunes The Great Escape and The Great Escape Season 2. You can also purchase my albums and t-shirts and have a CD merchandise on my Bandcamp website, which is bugnum1.bandcamp.com. Cool. And then the other thing I wanted to ask just before you go is, um, you know, because uh, as I was saying earlier here, I just kind of stumbled upon your music on uh, YouTube. Uh, is there anyone else that, uh, that you know, you, you perform with or that you, you, you're friends with or anyone else whose music you'd like to get out there that should get attention, uh, that you think should get attention, uh, that people here might not have heard of? I mean, uh, is there anyone you'd like to promote? Uh, yeah. DJ Jemmy. My brethren Artillery. Article. Let's check out the whole of the UK. Check out <laughs> Yeah. Check out the Bristol sound. Check out Bristol hip hop. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, well, I will definitely. Uh, yeah, we, we will. I will. I've already been trying to do it, so uh, hopefully this uh, this show will encourage other people to check it out. Um, and yeah, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, very good to have you on here. Uh, interesting talk too, for sure. Some 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 pretty good discussion. Yeah, thanks, man. And uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll keep listening to your music and uh, try to pay attention to what else you got going on. Big respect. Enough love to Canada. Thanks a lot. Cool. Okay. Well, maybe I'll get into a quick track here. Uh, I'm gonna 
Well, not derail things, but I'm going to play something by um, a band from the 90s called Olivia Tremor Control. Uh, this was a band that was doing kind of like, kind of prog, ro not prog, sorry, psychedelic rock type stuff in the States. Um, they weren't around for very long. Uh, one of the founding members went on to form um, Neutral Milk Hotel, oh, yeah. and he came out with a couple of like very, you know, in that scene, influential albums. Uh, and he kind of like just by choice stepped out of the limelight. Um, the reason I picked like this, this their first album has um, a lot of kind of straight up songs and kind of weird, not instru instrumental and kind of noisier, noisier tracks. And um, there are about six tracks in a row that are just called like green typewriters. Okay. One through six. Okay. And about the fourth one. Uh, it's just kind of mentioning, like, wake up and something, something, something. That's kind of like the tagline. So you're thinking, like, alarm clock kind of? Uh... Yeah, so kind of a, an alarm. And um, But it's a pretty short track, and I'm going to play the one prior to and after it as well, just to kind of bookend it. Cool. Just to add some context. Because there's about six of these in, the, in a row where, you know, one might just be a minute of kind of strange delay-pedaled noise. One will be kind of a song. Okay. One is about a nine-minute track with maybe a song in the middle somewhere. Okay, so you're playing a few in a row, or like a few short ones or something? Or? Yeah, just to uh, flesh it out a bit. Cool. So this is Olivia Tremor Control. Awesome.
All right, so those were some choice cuts from Olivia Tremor Control. That was pretty cool, actually. I'd heard the name before, definitely. Yeah, I think um, I, I, I started to, like, I haven't listened to this in, uh, in a little while. I've had it, you know, kicking around for, for quite a while. And um, in listening to it, Sam, I, it, it struck me as something that you would be into. Because well, it, well it, yeah. there was, like, even just at the end there, there was an effect that I definitely used to use when we were doing our space out yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy jams yeah. with the mouthboat. Um, and yeah, that sort of little segment give you a taste of them playing kind of like noisy or stuff, and yeah. then like a you know more of a poppy song. I like the kind of little like very small, quick little tidbits too. It's kind of uh, I can see how that would flow really well listening to the whole. Yeah, record. and so this this album has like quite a number of tracks on it. It's um, got a lot of uh, poppy numbers and some tracks that are just kind of kind of freakouts. Yeah. Um, and so for anyone who hasn't heard them before and is into, you know, well, moderate psychedelic rock, but from the 90s, this is, uh, this is really good. What is the record called? Uh, Dusk at Cubist Castle. Right on. Is the, uh, the shorter version. Cool. All right, thanks for Bugsy for uh, coming out and doing the show. I mean, he didn't come out, he was on the phone, but... Uh, I mean, just the fact that we got him on here is, is pretty pretty great. Yeah, he uh, made the effort. He stayed up, stayed up till <laughs> past four bedtime. in the morning. Yeah, to, to, to be on the show. I mean, a show he's never heard of before with people he doesn't know in a totally different country. It's I, like, a lot of respect for that. Yeah. yeah, it's great. So um, please check out his music. Like he said, uh, there's always ways you can do it. I just wanted to point out that we talked about this in the show a lot. That I am really kind of uh, not very pro MB3. I tend to uh, like physical copies. We, we talk about this almost every week. <laughs> physical copies of music. And yeah. I'm really kind of not so keen on the whole buying MP3s thing because I'd rather have a physical copy of something. Uh, Bugsy's newest album, The Great Escape Season 2, is the first and only time I've ever actually bought MP3s. There you I li- go. I like it enough There's that I actually pay. I mean, that's an endorsement for me because I, I never do it. I usually go and seek out the, the record, right? But I actually yeah, bought it. And the, uh, that being said, like, uh, a great police album. radio don't... Uh, seek funds of any kind but it would be nice if you could support you know artists oh yeah totally yeah we making an effort part of the reason we i think we'd like to have people on the show who are doing interesting work whether it's artists filmmakers musicians whatever is that like yeah we want we want them to get support i mean you know it doesn't matter who it is if we've got someone on the show it's because we like what they're doing and we want you to check it out so so yeah all the links are going to be there so yeah they'll all be on the wish please page yeah so uh, me and John are still here, though. So hey. uh, Bugsy's Bug- yeah, Bug- Bug- gone to bed. But John, we're at John's house still. So uh, we're going to keep going with a couple more songs for you here. Um, when I was thinking of uh, this, the, the alarm theme, um, like ringing the alarm, as we discussed, was the first thing that pops into the head, right? Yeah, and well, it popped in my head without even knowing what the track yes, was. Yeah, and, yeah. And I mean, so I was thinking alarm clocks, too, and stuff like that, which kind of goes with what you were saying and kind of goes with the busy signal thing, too. Uh, and then I thought, like, alarm as in... As in um, like caution, like you know, there's an alarm. Watch out, something's happening. Uh, a warning, kind of thing. And the first thing that jumped out was the song "Caution" by Operation Ivy. Yep. And I was like, oh, cool, a caution. I can play that. But then I was like, I don't really like. I mean, I don't not like that song. I love Operation Ivy and Energy. is like one of my favorite records. I, I throw that around too. One of my favorite. But I mean, it is. It's something I've been listening to since I was since '96 or something. Like. Yeah, I do find that like. But caution. When sorry, I was gonna like when there's an album that has become a favorite of yours at a younger age. Yeah. It sticks. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's not going yeah. away. Well, that thing goes with everybody, right? If you Something really means a lot to you. Certainly, I have that. When you're yeah. a teenager, yeah. Versus something you discover when you're older and you're like, okay, this is cool, but then you... But then you get beyond it's it. It's what you, you were talking you about go, with Dell earlier. Right? Yeah, that, that's certain records, yeah. Great album. So anyway, I, I was like, okay, I'll play Caution. But Caution is probably my least favorite song on this album. I still like it a lot because I love the album. But I mean, uh, so I thought, well, is there something else? And then I take Warning. Which is like, you know, uh, that's... What an alarm is... Yeah, the alarm is telling you to take warning. So, I mean, uh, yeah, this is... Uh, if you haven't heard it, um, 
it's kind of one of in my mind anyway one of the big Operation Ivy songs I mean like Sound System would be up there Knowledge would be right. up there right they didn't exactly have singles per no se, but, but I mean there's there certain songs singles. that are yeah that like someone people just know right I mean Take Warning I think is one of them yeah. it's probably I mean it's different on the album in the sense there's a sax on the song which is like pretty unusual right because they didn't have a full time sax player mm-hmm. and then there's uh, like the, the tone of it too I mean Operation Ivy was pretty fast heavy Scott Punk pioneering Scott Punk yeah, and this, this is, is, this is like a half. reggae speed yeah. and uh, yeah I mean like every other Operation Ivy song it uh, despite them being teenagers at the time it seems like something was written by someone way older in terms of just the lyrics and stuff maybe not the music but like I don't know I always feel like Jesse Michaels lyrics are really I don't want to say deep because that sounds cheap you know what I mean like oh yeah they're so deep man but it seems like well there's something about speaking beyond your years or yeah, your yeah it's, like, it's like wisdom to it or like, something yeah it's like and I mean you know, like, two of these guys went on to be in Rancid, and I, while I like Rancid, I've, I've listened to them for probably as long as I've listened to Operation more, longer than I've listened to Operation Ivy. Uh, like, I don't think that Tim Armstrong has lyrics that really do the same thing that these do. I mean, this is, like, they put out the one album, uh, an EP, and a couple singles and stuff, right? And, like, this is still, like, I don't know, the cornerstone of punk rock, whereas, like, which is insane for something that came out in an indie label by a bunch of teenagers in the late 80s you know Yeah. but it's just it means a lot so Take Warning is one of my favorite songs on the record and let's check it out
Okay, first thing I need to say is that uh, <laughs> I, for some reason I was like, yeah, this song has sax in it. It doesn't have sax in it. Bad Town is the song that has sax in it. I don't know why I confused the two. But um, yeah, Take Warning is pretty much a classic of the genre. Yeah, good tune. Um, I was just looking at, we, we both brought copies of this record. Um, I have, uh, well, it's the same record, but you have a newer version. Mine's on Lookout, which is what it originally came out on. And then you have this weird picture disc. Yeah. That um, yeah, I think I bought it a bit for the novelty. It's kind of yeah, a neat, uh, well, I neat think release. A lo- it's on Rancid Records, and it's, which is weird because Tim Armstrong has Hellcat Records. Yeah, and then this is what I wanted to bring up is because Hellcat re-released the Operation Ivy. Like a lot of people refer to the Operation Ivy album as called Operation Ivy because it's a CD that came out at some point that had um, Energy and then the uh, Hectic EP combined. Yeah. So what I have here, this is just Energy, but. Uh, the CD always had them both, and people was always confused about it. But Hellcat Records, which is owned by former Operation Ivy guitarist Tim Armstrong, um, put it out again like five or six years ago in a digipack on CD, and there was nothing new. Like <laughs> I was excited. I'm like, oh, cool! They're re-releasing yeah. the Operation Ivy stuff. This is gonna be great. Maybe I mean it may, might have been remastered or something, but I don't think it needs to no, be. Like no, they just like released it again. It's, yeah. It seems extremely pointless. I mean, this is that was probably it's probably 2007 because this is like 87, right? Yeah. Or 88. Like it's probably around there for the 20th or something. Like you know, but yeah, I don't know, nothing. And then this is on Rancid Records, which didn't even know existed. No, yeah, but so. But yeah. Rancid put out all of their stuff on picture disc. Oh really? Around the same time, you oh, can get I didn't like, know let's that. go. You can get Outcome the Wolves and stuff. Oh, interesting. All so that's, picture that's so this is obviously part of the series. Not a coincidence. Yeah. Or it is a. But yeah. I mean, everyone should own this album. If you don't own this album, like you, you need to do it. Good stuff. Yeah. It holds up. Like I felt, you know, there were there was a time where I was into ska music and I was into punk music and a lot of it kind of fell by the wayside. Uh but certain things have held up through the years and Operation Ivy is, is one of them. Oh yeah. It's I mean like you know, as I've said before on the show too, I was in a ska band in the late nineties and a lot of the stuff I listened to then I I'm so embarrassed by it today. Like <laughs> like I have a real like real big fish. I I, I I'm completely embarrassed that I ever like really I saw them live. They are terrible. Like they were good live. I I think I, I felt at the time. I, I loved their albums. I, I was really into it. Uh, my band covered some of their songs. Like, but they are awful. Yeah. Do not listen to really. <laughs> it's really. But Operation Ivy is different. I mean, it's uh, it's before the third wave of ska and before it became a gimmicky thing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the way they're playing ska is very different from how anyone else ever did it anyway. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. yeah. This came up in the previous show where I think like, so. yeah, there's, the there, there's episode, a bit yeah. of like a grit there's some yeah, and the grit, to the guitar yeah and it's not I mean it's not what you expect when you hear ska but it's uh... and sorry I think during the song Sam you had mentioned because I, I, I've never like sort of looked into what I obviously I know it became of Tim Armstrong yeah. but um, yeah the singer's voice always struck oh, me oh man he was in a band. He, he seemed like he had well like just when I used to listen to this it struck me as he probably like was in like drama productions or something he has that kind of yeah he does really have a flair to it yeah yeah. and so yeah i never knew what became of him he was in a bunch of bands after that were pretty small uh one of them was called common rider and they were great they were really really good uh the other was something of love and then um he recently i heard i haven't heard it yet but uh, tim armstrong has been doing this series of singles he's putting out on youtube where it's just him and a bunch of dudes covering songs mm-hmm. and it's just like all kinds of weird stuff and some of them are videos of them playing live some of them are just a picture of a record and uh, he has a new song that came out a few weeks ago I think with Jesse Michael singing on it 
Okay. So it's like, I mean, this guy. He's around. You know, yeah, he's around. And he did all the art for the uh, the cover. Okay. When that, I mean, the, the, the image of the guy jumping through the circle. Yeah. That's like the iconic. iconic I mean, that's yeah. as iconic as like the Ramones logo or like, you know. But oh, Yeah, I remember you'd see that on hoodies, on hats, I had on I had backpacks. hats and hoodies and everything. But yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 I think it's as, as important as the black flag bars. Like, it's that much of a. It's up there, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, instantly recognizable. Even if you don't know what it is. Right. You know it's like some kind of punk rock thing. So, I mean, his art is cool. Uh, Common Rider, I would really suggest uh, checking out. It's a really mm. cool band. Um, yeah, they had um, Last Wave Rockers, and I have a split they did with uh, Against All Authority. But I think they had a couple other albums too, but cool band. Nice. And he was in some punk band before that that was just kind of kind of bland. Uh, I imagine his lyrics were still cool, though. Yeah. But, yeah. Cool. Well, I think, um, you know, to close out the show, we were on the alarm theme, but... Um you know, as a, uh, a thank you to our, our guest, and yeah. you know we both enjoy his music quite a bit. We're gonna we're gonna close out on a, a Bugsy tune. Yeah, I was thinking uh, like at the beginning of the show in the intro, you you heard um, a song off his latest album. Uh, I'm gonna play something off the previous record. Uh, as we, when we were talking to him, if you remember earlier, I had said that I kind of saw him on this um, YouTube video with Rodney P. And uh, the song he was doing on there is called "Born in a System," and uh, so I figured that's a good way to go out on that Bugsy track uh, where I first heard him. I mean. Uh, I think when you hear this, you'll understand why someone like me, who's got the reggae and dancehall kind of uh, interest, would have would have kind of clicked onto it mm-hmm. and wanted to hear more. Um, so yeah, we'll go out on that. But before we do, uh, yeah, well, again, a big thanks to uh, Bugsy of course, for com- yeah, coming I mean, on. Yeah, this is uh, overseasies. Yeah, yeah. Which please has gone international. This is like the uh, the first time we've really done that, and um, I don't know. I think it's a big deal. That's kind of cool. It is. It is. I mean, the fact that we can talk to people halfway across the world and talk about music with them is just like yeah the so Science um, is magical so if you've um happened to listen up to this point then please by all means at least go and check out his music and i absolutely can, and i mean you go to the witch Please page where, where this will be posted and you'll see all the links to his stuff uh you know at least give it a listen preferably buy it help him out he's an independent artist um doing really cool stuff and uh if you're listening because of him and you haven't heard our show before you can go to uh, our archives and, and hear a lot of really cool music uh mostly from canada but um a lot of really interesting uh, underground music, independent music, at uh, www.witchpolice.com. And there's a thing that says podcast on the top menu bar. Click that. You have the archives of all the past shows, um, all the uh, guests, themes, everything. All for free download or streaming. You can we're, also... Go ahead. Yeah, we're on um, the Twitter. Yeah, at witchpolicefm. And that's actually how I got in touch with Bugsy originally. I just completely... So it is useful for something. It is. I completely blew a message to him. I'm like, hey, I really like your music. Um... Did you, you have any interest in being on a radio show in Canada? And he immediately was like, yes, let's do it. Okay. So we're, I mean, prob- we're probably on Facebook still. We are, yeah. Facebook.com slash Witch Police Radio. And that actually is where you can find a lot of other interesting stuff um, related to our guests and, and, and whatnot. Like, I'll definitely be posting some Bugsy videos there uh, that you can check out if you're interested in hearing more of his stuff. And uh, we have a lot of photos from their episodes, uh, that kind of thing. So Yeah. If there's ever a live performance. If there's a live performance, the videos that. go up there and everything. So, yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, we don't have a lot of a lot of people subscribe to this show or get it uh, through iTunes or Stitcher or something like that, and um, so they're not seeing this. But if you go to the, the Facebook or the Witch Police page, you'll see all the extra extra details. And uh, we're on uh, actual radio, yes, uh, in Winnipeg, which would be Central Standard Time. Yeah, eleven p.m. Monday on, nights. Yeah, on one hundred one point five UMFM. So if you're not in Winnipeg, you can go to umfm.com and you can and stream, you can stream it. it. You can listen to it live. And then um, we're also on Stitcher, which, as I mentioned, uh, it's an app. You can get it on your phone or mobile device, and it just makes it so much easier to listen to radio. 
Uh, I pretty much listen to it exclusively for podcasts now. Uh, I really got into it after we started, like, I signed us up for it, and then uh, I really started listening to it. And it updates automatically, so if you if you add us to your favorite show list, uh, whenever there's a new episode, it'll just appear there. Uh, you can stream it on your phone. You don't have to be you don't even have to be online. You can listen to it offline. It'll just save it on its own program. Yeah. And it's yeah, it seems to be a, a really good way to get uh, exposed to new podcasts. Right? Yeah. Great and episode. we're we're doing our best to uh, throw a new episode up every week. And so if you enjoy the show. Tell a friend. Yeah, please, please, along. please do. Yeah, the only way, way we get uh, real more listeners on the show is through word of mouth. So cool. Yeah. So thanks uh, again th- for listening. That'll um, do, the, do it for the alarm episode. Yeah, and so we're gonna close out with another song by Bugsy, and this song is called "Born in a System." I'm 
perception thinks you caught the bouquet juice. Hey, got few bars in your pad, one like your bad, and you're representing with the use. Hey, I did a mate on your fan base, just copying your man, I'm having a million making a crusade. That's all news, bedrooms, mate, but you see the biggest MC when you wait, even though the river's do raise. I speak fast, let's get new shape. You know, bigger pop over like a box of scully for two eight. And the biggest thing that you do is ace, the confess is so stuck on zest. Pop up trends in your tummy that you don't even do eight. Don't touch with the O's and the two eight. Now, who says that he grants 24 7 daily and he moves eight? Son to your crewmate, real get a nigga come true with a skunk and a blunt of a blue cake. King size, lick down, drip down, Guinness to sit down, and I won't come with a screw face. We're rusty, man, and I do change. How you gonna hold me when you hate? And I don't watch one, two, face, yeah, you rate. I'm a move to the mate, the one who's gay. Where the bum come like a cool one, new shake. Does come across like the one who saves, or the one who saves. The same nigga chat and grab me on mic, he's a chum who rate. Very trust on a mask, got a boss, if so, then I gotta do a kick like a chum who rate. 18 stone, maybe though, if I was a right spread, rate like when the bum do spray. Try to get away 